Hi everyone, good to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you today. Welcome to everybody on the stream as well. Picker and I are streaming to you from our church in the Gold Coast, which we have had the pleasure to be with for um, the last week. So um, I'm just going to pray. Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. We pray, God, that you would open our ears, our eyes, our understanding to what this scripture means to each of us individually and also for us as a church. Holy Spirit, uh, lead and guide us in Jesus' name we pray. So, Peter and I are going to share a message today with you uh, based out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. So, without any further ado, Peter. Hey guys, so great to be with you this morning. I'm so glad that we live in an age where we are able to speak to you from the other side of the country. How yep. great is that? Um, Keith's been um, speaking, teaching and preaching from Matthew 6.33 for quite a few weeks now. And he's, he's written a couple of messages on Thursday, thoughts about this particular scripture and um, he asked me if I would join with him this morning. It's our first broadcast or our first preaching together in um, 2022. And we feel really, really blessed that we are able to do that. But why do we feel best? Why do we feel that, you know, this is just a wonderful thing for us to do? Well, you know, we're living in an age when travel is actually quite difficult. Yet here we are in the Gold Coast sharing a message to you back in Yarrawonga. How did this happen? Or wherever happen? you are. Or wherever you are. That's right. So, um, I want to talk to you about not getting caught up in details. Don't sweat the small stuff. Now, Keith will tell you um, when he speaks about me sometimes <laughs> that I am a kind of person that I, I have a really bad habit of getting caught up in detail and getting caught up in the little things. And for me, um, I may be working towards a project to do something and suddenly I feel overwhelmed because all the little things seem to be so heavy that I feel drowned in it and I suddenly find myself incapable of moving forward. Well, that's sweating small stuff. You see, when God calls you to do something, he will give you everything that you need to accomplish his will. So we're talking about this morning about seeking first the kingdom of God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Um, when you put God at the beginning of anything that you do, whatever you need, and whatever needs to happen outside of what you can do is made possible for you through God because you've put him first. So here we are in the Gold Coast. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had, actually several weeks ago, we had COVID. There was no way we were going anywhere. Um, we had made a commitment to be in the Gold Coast and um, help our um, leadership team here with some things that they need doing. And um, 
we suddenly found ourselves unable to fulfill the commitment that we had made. But when we made that commitment, we had sought God's face first. We had asked him first, okay, God, what do you want us to do? Now, in the midst of all of that, I have a daughter who is just about ready to have a baby. And um, I'm thinking to myself, I need to be there. Okay, so we've pushed back and pushed back because we had COVID. We had to wait for the isolation situation to get sorted out, do the testing, yada, yada, yada. And then I find myself worrying about the little stuff, which is, you know, my daughter, she's having a baby. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, I should stay home. Keith, you go by yourself. And then Keith reminded me that we had made a commitment. And we didn't just make a commitment to our guys here in the Gold Coast. We made a commitment to God. And I thought, okay, yeah. We've got to go. And then God spoke to me and he said, Peggy, you can't go to the hospital with her anyway. You can't even go and pick her up from the hospital, sweetheart. And I suddenly realised that I, I had been um, taking all the little details and, and, the, and each little detail was like a brick and a wall. And each detail became so big not because in itself it was big but because when i added it to this detail and then i added it to this detail and then i put something else on top of it and oh yeah don't forget about that and suddenly what seemed like a clear way to me became blocked by all the little details so when it says all these things will be added to you it's talking about things like what you ink, eat, sorry, what you eat, what you drink, what you're going to wear. Um, it's not that those things don't matter. It's just that if God is first in your life, he will make a way. He will make a way. Not you force things to happen. He will make a way. Um, verse 31 talks about, you know, look, don't worry about that stuff. You know, God will provide. You know, if he's going to, to uh, he clothes the flowers in the field with the most beautiful um, arrangement and here you are worrying about what you're going to wear. It's not saying that, that God doesn't care. And in actual fact, it says God knows what you need. God knows. Our Father in heaven knows what you need. When we were travelling in New Zealand in 1999, um, Jerish was about two, Zach was probably about nine, and um, we had been travelling, itinerating around the country for a while, and... Um, in, a, in a motorhome. In, in a bus. Motorhome. In a bus. <laughs> we lived in a bus for, on and off for several years, and we were travelling around sharing the gospel of Jesus with people. Uh, we got to the point where um, we weren't destitute, okay? We had um, assets, but we didn't have a lot of cash. And we got to this point where um, we didn't have a lot of money and and food was becoming not scarce, but it just wasn't flowing like I was used to just go to the shop, go and buy what I need. And, and by the way... The cupboards were empty. Yeah, I'd, so I, I went in one day um, into town where we were staying to get milk and bread. I had four little children and um, uh, another child was in the shop and was going on as, at, at their mum, well, can we have a lollipop, can we have a lollipop? And the mum bought the child, their, their child, a lollipop. And you know, my kids all looked at this kid who got a lollipop. 
the lollipop was 10 cents. I had four kids. It was 40 cents to buy them a lollipop and I did not have 40 cents. Um, they looked at me and I knew they were looking at me saying, you know, what about the lollipop, mum? But I, I literally didn't have the money. So I bought the milk and I bought the bread because it was way more important than buying lollipops. And my heart, I felt like crying. I really did. And in my heart, I was going, God, what is going on? My babies want a lousy 10 cent lollipop. Lord God, um, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So we went out of the store, climbed into the car. Um, I had to go and drop some things off at the library and we stopped at the library and the kids got out and um, as Zach jumped out of the car, his foot landed on a $20 bill. Our God hears the cry of our heart. He is not mean and he knows our need. He also knows that um, for a mother to not be able to give her child something as ridiculously inexpensive as a lollipop, it's quite a hard thing. And so I believe that he provided that money for my son. And my son went to the, to, he actually walked a bit further down the road to the shop we'd just been in and bought all of his, himself and his brothers and sisters a lollipop. It's, the, if you put God first, we were, we were travelling around um, the Wairarapa in New Zealand and we were sharing the gospel the best way we knew how and that was following hard after God and as we put God first even the smallest thing the smallest thing you know four four ten cent lollipops and God knew my need and my care and he provided anyway um, I feel really, really blessed and I feel really, really privileged to have been able to walk with God um, first in our lives for a long, long time to the point where it kind of feels normal. I have a husband who um, puts God first in his life as well. We have many, many people who come to us and they say, how do you get, oh, your kids just love the Lord and so much and they're doing so well. Well, you know, we're not a perfect family. I'm really sorry. I have to burst some bubbles here. Um, we have just as many issues as other people do, but we have learned that when we put God first in our lives, he makes a way. Um, I have my daughter, whom I um, just finished telling you about. She's due to have a baby anytime now. Um, this time last year, she was being told by doctors that she will never conceive and that she won't have a child. She and her husband have put God first in their lives and she is now just about due to have a baby. Is it a miracle? Of course it's a miracle. But you know, the miracle is not because of how wonderful we are or how perfect our lives or how um, incredibly amazing Christians we are. It's got nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with this. When we put God first, he provides everything that we need to accomplish as well. And that has been my um, understanding of walking in God all of my life as a Christian. And I just want to share with you. What do you think, Hunt? Excellent. Very good. Here's the thing about when you're a Christian. God never promises that you won't go through adversity or difficulty. But what he does promise is he will make a way for you through that. Amen. And there are moments when there is plenty and sometimes when there is little. 
the wonderful thing about if you learn the process of putting God first, of seeking God first, then you enter into a realm whereby God is able to do amazing things for us. So I just want to throw a few thoughts here. As I say, I've been meditating on this Christmas, uh, this Christmas, sorry, this scripture um, for probably three, four weeks now. And um, it's a very basic scripture, but it's been a little bit like a diamond that as I've been focusing on it, God turns a little more and I see another facet of um, the wonder of the word of God and what the scripture actually means. Amen. So let's remind ourselves of the scripture again. Seek first, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which basically means his right way, not the wrong way, not the way the world's telling you to act or respond, but God's right way, his righteous way, then all these things will be added unto you. So here's a few thoughts I'd like just to run through uh, that I've been considering through my reflections over the last few weeks. When you put God first, it positions you into putting him as the Lord. Amen. See, if you go off and do your thing and, and you follow what you want to do, the reality is Jesus isn't really Lord. You are doing what you want. He, you're, yeah, you can come to church. Yes, you can say you're a Christian, but there is an aspect of faith of the Christian journey called being a disciple. And a yeah. disciple is a follower of Jesus, which means you submit to the Lordship of Jesus. And when you learn the practice, you may have an idea, you may have a plan, you may be going through a difficulty. But if you learn the practice of putting him first, of seeking him, of putting him in the center of the core of your will, your desire, your plans for 2022, you are allowing his lordship to take control of your life. You are practi practically living out what it means to be a Christian. So Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God is the opportunity whereby you allow his lordship to lead and guide your life. Uh, it puts aside your desires and it allows you to be led by his plan. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two is when you seek or when you put God first, when you seek first God, this is an amazing thing that happens. You actually are seeking the person of Jesus Christ. You are actually putting in place the opportunity for you to be in the very presence of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the most amazing being, the most intelligent, incredible mind that created the universe, that when you seek him first, you are then entering into the very presence and person of Jesus. And I know most of you uh, and myself and Pekka, that when we have, we are, when we are in the presence of the master of the universe, everything else fades away. Mm, Our problems yeah. that seem so great and so huge shrink in the presence of the master and beauty of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you cannot but help to fall in love with him again when you put that process in of seeking him first. So seeking God first uh, is the practical way whereby you uh, live out making him Lord. Secondly, when you seek first God, when you seek God first, when you seek God 
and allow him to lead your life you enter in to the space and you are with the person of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and that is the most amazing thing to be and that's why we have worship worship allows us you know to meet with the person of our creator it, you, you you meet the comforter the Holy Spirit who can lead you all in all truth who can empower you so hallelujah uh, seeking him allows you to be with the person of Jesus Christ when you are with the person of Jesus Christ when you are seeking him first the presence of Jesus has a remarkable effect on us it allows the transformation that God wants to do to us Amen. you see you are not the finished product you may have been walking with Jesus for a year or 25, 30, 40 years, but you are not the finished product. And we are still on the journey of letting him transform us. And that transformation is not a transformation into something that is bad or terrible. It is a transformation into something that is amazing and better than what we already are. You see, when you're in trouble, when you're in strife, when difficulty is around you and you seek him first that transformation of power mm. that will touch your life will bring peace in a in a in a um, circumstance of turmoil it will bring hope when you feel hopeless and it will release the things that you need that's the most amazing thing to seek God first enables us to be transformed into whatever God needs us to be, into whatever we need to be with cope with whatever we're going through. So, you know, Lordship, putting him as your priority in the center of your life, uh, you win on the deal. It enables you to walk through your challenge. It empowers you for your future. So transformation happens as a result of seeking God first. And friend, you might think your brother needs to change. You might think your sister needs to change. You might think even your wife or your children need to change. But here's the truth of it. God wants to transform you first. Mm. Hallelujah. Into something better than what you are. The third thing that I would like to talk to you about is when you seek God first. See, God has foreknowledge. God knows what 2022 will bring. Most of us have no idea. We've been through it several years of chaos and, and such an unknown sense of what will this future look like. And 2022 is looking very similar. But God, who is the creator of the universe, who through his foreknowledge knows what the future is for your life. He already knows what the future is for Australia. He already knows what the future is uh, around us and those of us who live in Yarrawonga. And you see, when you seek him first, you are seeking somebody who already knows the future. And by seeking him and submitting your future to him, you have a guide that will guide you through things that you don't even know can happen yet. That's an amazing thing. And see, seeking God because of his foreknowledge prepares you for the future. And um, statistically, one of the things that's coming out uh, uh, as a result of the last two years of COVID is that Christians who have been on the peripheral 
of the faith. Christians who have said, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, but haven't centered God, haven't allowed God, you know, haven't put into process that sense of, I'm going to put him first in my life. Have struggled and fallen away more than those who have been uh, in that preparation of, of God's work uh, through seeking him because he's prepared them for the future. And um, I don't know if you uh, have noticed the news, but I think it was last weekend there was a, um, a uh, earthquake near Tonga, the island of Tonga in the South Pacific. And as a result of the, uh, uh, the volcano, er, volcanic eruption, sorry, um, there was a tsunami or a tidal wave that was uh, went all over the world. And the people who were living nearest to the volcano and the, volcano and the um, islands uh, around Tonga uh, experienced a tidal wave that, that if you were in the lower ground or lower area, the tidal wave came with a devastating force. People were swept away. People's longings and possessions were swept and destroyed as a result of a tidal wave. Why am I telling you that? Because my friends, COVID has been like a tidal wave. COVID has been like this force that has uh, spread like a wave across the planet that has been sweeping people off their feet with fear, with anxiety, with a sense of, I don't know the future. People have even lost uh, business and, and different things and jobs as a result of this tidal wave of COVID. And see, 2022 has some tidal waves in it. 2022 has some things that um, will affect the planet. We're, this is not over. But when you seek God first, when you seek Him at the beginning of this year and you allow Him to do that transformation work, when you allow Him to prepare you for the future, something amazing happens. You see, you get lifted to what the Bible calls higher ground. You get lifted to a place where God raises you up above the effects of what these things can do to us so that when whatever will happen in 2022, whatever thing that might be a negative in your life, you are in a place where you are higher. You're in a higher ground because yes. you are part of the kingdom, because you are part of this thing that is above and not below. And um, so I just really want to inspire you today to remind you maybe, um, to encourage you, to Make sure that he is the center of your heart. That you have earnestly been seeking him for the future that he has for you. Amen. That you have been submitting the plans that you think you might do to the one who has foreknowledge and knows what Amen. 2022 will bring. My final uh, point to you is this. God is the God of of addition. Note Matthew 6 33 again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this wonderful truth then is, comes out after that. And he will add to you all the things you need. Mm. You see, here's the thing about our God He's a God of wonder, He's the most beautiful being in the universe. He has foreknowledge that knows what the future will bring. He has the power to transform us and prepare us for the future. But here's the other thing. 
He is the God that wants to add to you everything you need for 2022. And we're not talking about the bare necessities. We're not talking about him throwing you the scraps. We're talking about the bounty and the wonder and the abundance of God that he wants you to experience. Though the world is in turmoil, that he wants to be the God that adds to you everything you need. How cool is that? So it's been a blessing for us to... Um, uh, use this uh, opportunity to inspire you, to encourage you to seek Him. Seek Him first. Hallelujah. Whatever your challenges, seek Him first. And then you will, you will enable the God of addition to add to you everything that you need. And that everything that you need is connected to John 10, where Jesus said, I came to bring you life life in abundance. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks a lot, guys. We're going to pray a prayer for you right now and um, we'll believe that God is going to speak to you. That Amen. God is going to help you to recenter your life it needs, if it needs to be recentered. Absolutely. And make Him the first priority. Jesus, you are indeed the creator of the universe. There is nobody or nothing that can compare to you. And we are so thankful, God, that you uh, have made a way for us to live out the destiny and the wonder and the blessing of what you have for us. And Lord, that is by us seeking you first, by us allowing your Lordship to truly be Lord in our lives. And I pray for the listeners this morning, Lord Jesus, that in your name, that Holy Spirit, you would cause those that need to put you back in the center to have the strength the wisdom yes, and the willpower to do that. Mm. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. God bless. Take care. Take care, guys.